Um, so we're just gonna we're just all gonna say hey at the same time. Yeah. And then Haley, are you saying it or am I? I saying can. It? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey. <laughs> Wait. So let's do it at like let's do it at a time because we all at the same time. Use <laughs> it. Hey. 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 <laughs> okay, we'll go. We'll do a countdown, and then we'll all just say. Well, let's just do it at twenty. What? what? Oh, at twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Are we saying hey or hello? Say hey. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to the first attempt at our podcast, Something to Talk About. We are going to find something to talk about. (laughs) Who wants to kick it off? (laughs) Ew. Yeah, I hated that. Let's do it again. No, no, we don't have to do it again. Yes! Yeah, we're doing it again. I think we we should say, like, hello, friends. I liked when Chandler said that, like... (laughs) I will for sure not be saying hello, friends. But you guys say that, and I'll just be like, "Hi." I think what we did was fine, and it was no. Funny I kind of hated it. It. it was funny, but I didn't like what I said. Oh god! I'm so sorry. Okay. Twenty-one. Also, we need to introduce ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. My mind is ready. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Hi. This is our first attempt at our podcast, Something to Talk About. We are three friends who just find some shit to talk about. I'm Haley McGinnis. I'm I'm Chandler Jones. (laughs) And I'm Jacqueline Burroughs. And we're going to find something to talk about. Who wants to kick it off? One of you go first. Okay. okay, well, we can, let's start with that topic of um, embarrassing moments that happened in your life. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. For me, since we were talking about this earlier, kind of, um, I will never, I was mortified in this moment. In eighth grade, it was one of those, everyone has to read a paragraph out loud mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm a good reader, Okay. I like to think I'm a good reader. <laughs> okay. As opposed to... <laughs> are you kidding me? There are some students out there who cannot read. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, there's always those one or two kids in the class. When they read, you cringe. And I know it's not their fault, but... Right. You know. Um, right. So anyway, it got to my turn, and I didn't read my passage ahead, which was mistake number one. Mm. Mistake number two was when I was reading the line... And I said something about them, the character being punny, and it was supposed to be puny. <laughs> and then oh. the entire class laughed at me. And Even that just teacher. lives with you? <laughs> and that just lives with me. That li- that's like head. a social anxiety. Like, if yeah. that lives with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dreams. I think you bring up, like, a really funny point <sighs> from school is this whole idea of like popcorn reading around the room where it's like everyone gets a turn to like break up the reading so it's not just the teacher whereas everyone spends the entire time just reading over their section like they're not listening Uh, to anyone is saying because you're trying to like prepare yourself for what you have to say 
But I think it definitely builds character. Having to Does talk it? in front of a classroom? I do. I think um, so. I think all it did was manifest anxiety and cause me to break out in hives every time I got in front of the class. And I'm just now working <laughs> through that as a 21-year-old college student. Wait, you had, to, <laughs> like, you had to stand up and read? Well, no. But, you know, later on in your educational career, you have to stand up and give presentations. And then I would get flustered after that. Like, that was oh. one of those defining moments for me. That every time after that, I would hate to speak up in class, regardless of if I was sitting down or standing up or giving a presentation. And it wasn't until the past couple of years here at college that I've kind of gotten over that. Well, see, I guess it's just like the little attention seeking (laughs) spotlight the horror in me that like likes to get in front of people. (laughs) Why was I thinking the same thing? I was like, I love. Okay. That's a lie. I don't enjoy doing presentations just because I don't like school. But, like, working a room, you know, talking in front of people, (laughs) I eat that shit up. I love attention. And I think that really speaks to me and Chandler's personalities and need for others. um, Right. Others accept You're, like, (laughs) as extroverted as extroverted gets. And Chandler wants to be an actor. So public speaking was like deal with people in front of you. I'm the recluse that sits in the corner. (laughs) Fair. Public speaking in college is horrifying. Was my one of my favorite classes. Wrong, absolutely wrong. (laughs) I liked it. You didn't pay me enough money. I did like a. (laughs) I did like an intro to communications course where we had to do like some public speaking but like the topics were so just like whatever just like blah that I just didn't care enough to actually like put in the effort to like make them good I mean I still did fine because I know how to like bullshit when I'm like presenting or talking in front of a crowd so I still did fine but like I I feel like I would have enjoyed them more if it was more like intentional you know fair point I remember I did a, a public speaking, like one of my, my last final persuasive speech was why you shouldn't text and drive. Mm-hmm. And I remember everybody in that classroom looking at me like, we all know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember having to sell it. And I was like, it was like, I felt like a, such a mom that was like, don't text and drive because you'll die. You <laughs> and I was like, just trying to lie the whole time. The classical <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think of the embarrassing moment in my life. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot, but I think I was going to say, if you have to think hard about it, I mean, I kind of like, I think my thing is just like knowing who I am, I do a shit ton of embarrassing stuff, but I just immediately forget about it because I'm so like, uh, just like move on from everything. Nothing in my life lasts long. (laughs) Every embarrassing moment was just like a, "Eh, okay. (laughs) I have too many to count. Oh, okay. I did kind of just think of one. Oh, tell us. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of embarrassing. It's not, like, super embarrassing. When I was in... Oh, gosh. It was at, like, the intermediate school. 
um what grades are those like sixth and fifth and sixth grade yeah i think it was fifth grade which looking back fifth grade is still pretty young so this whole situation is like kind of okay but we were just outside at recess i think i know what you're gonna say (laughs) i think you you might know um we were just outside at recess and i hung out with a bunch of guys that were just like kind of like the class clowns and we were just having a good time and there was just this moment where i was just laughing and i just peed my pants (laughs) and i immediately became so angry like it wasn't like a oh i peed my pants i'm gonna cry go to the teacher i was like fuck this i can't believe i just peed my pants (laughs) and then i just became really angry and i tried to cover it up and i wouldn't do anything for the rest of the class and my teacher was like are you okay and i was like don't don't talk to me i'm fine i'm dealing with something you know what's funny is speaking of peeing your pants i also peed my pants that same year but what I did, oh my God. it just rained outside, so I pretended to fall off the swing into the puddle. Oh. And then I told people that I fell into the puddle, like I made sure people watched me. So it yeah. was an embarrassing moment, but I made sure it was intentional. So You you controlled the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're peeing buddies. <laughs> Y'all, I pee my pants. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's because you've been an 80-year-old man since you were four. I have such bad incontinence problems. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah. The one that definitely comes to mind. Well, like I said, I have many. But one that (laughs) happened fairly recently. Um, I bought a pair of shorts at PacSun. I specifically remember what they look like to this day. Mm-hmm. It might have been a year or two ago. And I got them on clearance. I got them for like $5 when they were normally Damn. like $40. Yeah. So anyways, I was wearing them one day and I went to Ingles to get something. And I got home and I realized that like my butt was cold. Oh, no. <laughs> like a breeze, you know. I I feel like, did I not send y'all this pic? I, I hope I didn't. But anyways. Well, now I need to see the picture. Yes, please send, send us the picture. Find it. I was wearing neon yellow Calvin Klein underwear. And these shorts had split straight down the middle. So literally. And like, what, what blows my mind is the hole was gaping (laughs) so i don't understand how i went to ingles for like a good solid 20 minutes and i literally walked around with bright underwear i'm also just thinking about like the people that live there and and this wasn't even like this was like ingles wait were we still in high school when this happened no No, it was literally oh. a year or two ago. Yeah, okay, but hear me out. At least it didn't happen while we were still in high school. Yeah, because, I, then, because we don't know people that work there anymore. True. I literally, like, I remember getting home and I took a picture of myself in the mirror. I genuinely don't understand how I didn't feel that half my ass was out. Like, I, I'll look for the picture and send it to y'all because I'm, I'm sure I still have it somewhere. Well, now I'm disappointed that the rest of the people don't get to experience this. Well, they don't need to see my. <laughs> I don't know. Barrier. 
You made sure to flex on us. With I mean, the Calvin you've already Klein, shown these so... Weaverville Eagles. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Calvin Klein underwear are not worth it, anyways. Agreed. <laughs> they are too expensive. <laughs> right. I get my underwear from Target. <laughs> Same. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to move into a different topic? Does anyone else have a question they want to ask or a topic we want to start on? Um, I guess one that literally just kind of came to mind. I don't know what brought it to mind. Maybe it has something to do with Chandler showing his ass. But <laughs> I was just kind of thinking about this. So I went to the gym. And afterwards, you know, you just have those moments after a good workout where you feel good. You take a picture of yourself and you're like, shit, I look good. And then you post it. And it's obviously like, it's you kind of just like showing off like your progress and like being confident in yourself, but it's also kind of like a thirst trap. Um, Uh And there's also like other pictures that I've posted before that are thirst traps, um, obviously. And I don't know. I just want to know your opinions on how many thirst traps are too many. (laughs) Like in one day or... Um, I think in general, like what's a what's like what's a general amount of time that you should be doing? Are we gonna break up on this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, how scandalous are we talking? I'm not saying anything that's like. I mean, you know the picture she posts. You see that? Yeah, yeah. like post gym where it's like the booty is just a little popping um like if we've gone when we went to the beach or going to like the pool like a bathing suit moment um nothing that's like absurdly ridiculously revealing but just like you kind of like feeling yourself and then posting it to show other people and hopes that they feel you as well um well i I guess my thing would be that it's never too much as long as you're posting it for yourself. Okay. Okay. I think when it becomes the, like, I'm posting this for validation, like purely. Right. Like I understand like seeking like a little bit, like I get (laughs) but like purely for validation, I think that's when it becomes like a, Mm. you might should like, work on yourself a little (laughs) fair fair okay because like i just have these moments where i you know some days you just look a little extra good for some reason and then i take a picture and i'm just like i want to show this off but i don't want people to think that i'm just like like an arrogant asshole i mean i am but i don't want people to think that y'all and so i just want to like not be posting an absurd amount where people are like she needs to stop are you kidding me i still have anxiety over that picture that i posted of myself at the beach of the pictures that Haley took of me oh in the bathing suit like i i keep looking at it i'm like i just need to delete it it's stressful yeah, how out. many likes no did you idea. get Why? Like, i'm sorry someone else <laughs> needs to speak first <laughs> go ahead <laughs> me yeah I was just saying, like, like why? Like, I don't know. It just, like, I guess because I don't normally post content like that 
on yeah. my pages. And so, do you think it's because you're in a relationship? Does that have anything no, to do that with do- it? No, absolutely not. He don't. He literally does not care. <laughs> well, then I don't think you should. <laughs> he care. like hasn't even seen the photos. <laughs> No, I don't know. I think it's just because I don't normally post content like that. So it was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Well, what does your arm say? Oh, okay. Comfort (laughs) is the enemy of progress. Way to use that against me. Well, practice what you preach. Do you know how many times you've used it against us? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. We both have motivational quotes tattooed on our arms. I know, and I'm going to get the word hip tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> that um, doesn't describe us perfectly. I know, I'm going to get the word hip and a carton of milk tattooed on me. <laughs> hip milk. Oh. Okay. I, thought about, um, I think I told you about this, but I kind of want to get the word tat. Oh, dear Lord, I can't speak. Uh-huh. I want to get the word why tattooed on me somewhere. Yes, I like it. And I, it was just because for one of my class assignments, we had to read um, an excerpt of Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And he goes into, what's your why? Like, mm. why do you do things? And then I just really had to sit down. Like, we had this whole assignment and I had to do a workbook and I had to figure out my why. And when I figured out my why, I was like, wow, mm. this is life changing. Oh. I think I'm yes. just corny. That could also be it. But maybe you're I, just what? Corny. Oh. What did you think she said? (laughs) Where's your mind at? (laughs) He said, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just think, I don't know. But why do you do things? Why do you get up in the morning? Why do you you have the job that you have? Because I have to. (laughs) I just think it's important to understand your why. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Taylor, do you have any any topics or questions that are burning your pocket? Um, well, like I said, I I took notes on and like I have like, <laughs> cited sources and quotes. Oh, oh my god, you have cited sources. You are clearly the most prepared out of all of us. I no, have, I'm not in my most phone. attention seeking. <laughs> I have a note in my phone. Yeah, same. Um, no, I have very nicely handwritten. No, I'm kidding. I mean, they are nice. It's handwritten, calligraphy but... on <laughs> on um, poster board. It's got a mood board attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So basically, what I like have been thinking about the past. Co- I mean, it's been a while now. Mm. Is um how like fear and doubt accompanies creativity. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, we're, we're going real deep. <laughs> I just asked. You know how I like it. I um, just asked. I know. How many thirst pictures I know. are too many? And you but just that's, asked. But that's why I was nervous is because I'm like, like, I don't want people to think that I'm like a stick in the mud that only talks about deep things. Like, I like funny things. <laughs> I like having fun. I like fun. Um, but yeah, so I just like, I wrote a bunch of stuff down basically like y'all know, like I'm creative in any way I possibly can be. Like I do art, I Mm -hmm. like write, I do music, I act, I, all this stuff. And, um, I don't know. I know Jacqueline said that you, um, you, you recently watched Eat, Pray, Love, didn't you? Yes. Um, so the writer of that book, Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote another book, and it's called Big Magic. 
and I would highly recommend it, but it's basically about like accessing your inner magic. (laughs) And basically she has a quote that kind of sums what I was feeling this past couple of months up and it's fear and creativity are conjoined twins. What holds people back from being creative is that in order to murder the fear, they end up killing off the creativity as well. What? I I needed a second to process that. that yeah, <laughs> I my that went straight over okay. my head. So basically, people are scared to create, so therefore they don't create. Interesting. Right. So basically, I wrote down like I kind of like did a like an inner assessment of like what my top <laughs> personal doubts and fears that come along with my creativity come with. Mm-hmm. And basically, number one is the fear of failure. Mm. Oh, I think we all have that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Number two is that there are no structured set of rules when it comes to be cre- being creative. You can do whatever you want and however you want to do it. Oh. Mm. Also, I could agree with that. I'm, yeah. I'm a yeah, I think detailed, give me a list yes. kind of person. Yeah, I Absolutely. think I'm also like that. It's something I notice. <clears throat> excuse me. It's something that I notice where it's like, you know, throughout life, how people would always, when they get bored in class, would, like, doodle things, and they would have just, like, notebooks filled with just, like, the craziest, just, like, different absurd doodles. I did flowers every time. Same. Because I can't doodle anything else, and right. I can't, my mind can't, like, open this, like, it can't third door into, like, a world of, like, just doodle something different. You've seen other things. Right. You know, try drawing I, that. I can't. I wish I could show y'all the picture that um, Anakin drew the other day. Which, for those listening, Anakin is my boyfriend. Yes, his name is Anakin. So now that we've gotten past that. <laughs> we get it. You're in a relationship. Dear God. <laughs> right. We get it. Me and Chandler want to die, and you're in a loving, Ugh. caring relationship. <laughs> but, anyways, he's very creative, and he drew this drawing the other day literally just started freehanding it and it's this little wizard and he's sitting on this floating tree and then he's got these floating rocks that go up to this floating island and it's so cool and i was just like if i tried to draw that it would look like a kindergartner was i don't even know i wouldn't even know how to think of something like that i have never in my life been like i'm gonna draw a wizard right what but it was so good and i'm just i don't well then i'm curious you should ask Anakin, like, what his, like... Yeah, what because, does his mind do? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, my thing is, like, what he... I don't know. I, like... Is Anakin afraid? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if he's as messed up as most creative people. Can we have an episode where we have a guest and it's Anakin? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? He'd never get a word in with us three. Well... No. <laughs> we just, like, be quiet and, like make him speak we would have to just sit here in complete silence and just wait for him to say something (laughs) very true Mm. i will get back to you on that though yes all right yeah i want to really like know if anakin is afraid (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think we all are yeah we all have we're all afraid of something right yeah so i'm also curious to know if y'all have this same fear Okay. Because another one is, for me, like, in, in the same realm of this topic is that I will, like, reveal too 
deep of a part of myself that I can never Mm. like get back. Mm. So like, so y'all know, like when I get something down on piano or when I write something or whatever, like I text it to y'all or I send Mm -hmm. it to y'all and it's never like a, it's never intended as a, like, (laughs) Hey, look how cool I am. Look what I can do, whatever. And it's never like a, like, give me validation. It's more of a, like, I'm putting this out there into the world to like squash that fear of like, like creating sharing yeah. like sharing part of yourself kind right. of mm-hmm. right because it's like I think and that's like that's why you always think of like you know artists as being quiet timid you know people not all the time obviously but like that stereotype of artists that are scared to show their work or whatever mm-hmm. and it's I mean it's just because that like you know they feel like their work won't compare to another's or whatever, but I feel like, okay. So I don't think I've ever had that feeling before until we started writing our book and I Mm. had to share my chapters with you Mm. (laughs) because then I was afraid, but I don't even outside of creativity. I mean, I don't care to share things with you guys. I like, I don't have that fear. Right. Um, and I mean, we've talked about this before, like when meeting other people, um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I have a harder time connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. And I just think, <clears throat> I don't know if there's a part of me that I would reveal that's too deeply, like, I just don't care. Right. I am who I am. Like, <laughs> I Sam, am, I, I am. Just, I'm, I'm really not that deep. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. go. You're good. Um, I mean, I feel like mine necessarily isn't, it's not centered around, like, fearing that I'm not good enough or, like, someone will judge me or whatever. Mine is more of a, like, I want to keep this part of me for myself because it makes me unique. Hmm. No, I don't feel that way. No. Yeah. I fully accept that I am, like, the most basic wonder bread that like you're ever gonna get and i'm okay with that Um, but i think it completely makes sense for you yeah i was gonna say you have that creative mindset that Haley and i don't necessarily have yeah 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 i was gonna in terms of (laughs) in terms of like the fear of sharing things um i mean you guys know me really well And I am the more extroverted out of the three of us. Mm -hmm. And I would literally tell someone on the side of the street, like, I'm on my period right now. Like, there's just nothing about me. I just don't think there's anything about me that's, like, relevant enough to not share with people. And then, mm, well, I just can't feel them. (laughs) I can't feel them, so I can't share them. Oh, I mean, Um, that's, yeah. You can't share what you don't have. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this also kind of goes back to, like, what we were saying earlier about, like, a kind of a need for validation and loving, like, attention because you want people to say, like, you did good, that's good. Every time I do anything, I immediately want to tell people or show people because I want them to say, wow, 
you did really good. Right. And I think that gets into more of a psychological issue that I have. And it's something that I for sure need to work on. Well, but at the moment, I have other priorities. So. Yeah. Well, so basically, <clears throat> that all being said, like, my main thing was like, what are, like, what are, what are tips or ideas that y'all have for people like me that like, want to become more creative like they just want to create more so like an example like I used to have an acting teacher that makes me sound so pretentious even (laughs) Um, my acting teacher um, (laughs) she suggested that everyone draw their critic like what their critic like what they think their critic looks like Hmm. and then to set it on fire Oh, and like a ritualistic very ceremony. Therapeutic. <laughs> like, That's very dramatic. <laughs> so I mean, like, even we're acting. actors. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, what are ideas y'all have to like just create? Get over it and just create. I mean, I think it really boils down to you. Literally, just don't have to give a shit. I mean, I yeah. and like, and that's harder said, mm. like easier said than done, you know. But like, I think when you, I think you should create as if no one's going to see it in the first place. Because I think, first of all, that eliminates that blockage that you're going to have. So create it as if no one's going to see it. And it's just for you. And then from that, I think you could build on, okay, well, what if I show this to my friends? Or what if I show this to my family? Or what if I put this online? And I think you could work from there. I Yeah, I agree. I think um, throughout my um, 20 long years, and also like over the course of this quarantine of having to be really like intimately alone um i have really just started embracing the mentality of just like not giving a shit because at the end of the day the people that judge you or don't like what you do or don't like what you produce aren't important um are not relevant in your life. The people that will support you and hype you up and be proud of the things you do are the people that matter. And also one day you're just going to die. So (laughs) I mean, like, I don't mean to like be super existential, but like, I'm just starting to like really embrace the fact that like one day somehow we will just die. So why don't I just do whatever the fuck I want? You know? Well, I mean, like, I agree. I'm just saying, like, like there comes a certain extent. Like, I guess I'm thinking, like, like what if, like, art is someone's career? Mm. Like, they can't just say, screw what everybody else thinks. Like, I, I mean, mean, if you're a good well, artist, think, yeah, yeah, you can. I think that's the point of being a good artist is all the yeah. artists did say, screw it. I don't care what all of you <clears> think. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I think true. that applies across the, the board of art. Um you like can't... with acting it's about like just be who you are and like yeah. be yourself or and like see how you can apply that to the characters that you're playing to like get the roles that you want right. um and i think that obviously really applies to music um you have to just not give a shit and just like be on your grind and just know that like what you're doing and what you're producing is what you like and you just have to accept that of the billions of people on this planet at least one other person will like it right And that has to be good enough, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I think you also have to go in with the intention of, I'm not doing this to gain followers or to, Mm. you know, make a bunch of money. 
I think it has to be more of I'm putting this out there into the world because I feel like it needs to be seen regardless of however many people see it. Right. Mm. That, like, y'all should, you just, yeah. (laughs) Y'all just summed up, like, kind of the ideas I had. There's, do y'all watch TED Talks? Um, not by choice. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've ever voluntarily watched a No, um, I like them. Yeah. So how about all the ones that I've sent y'all? Hmm? You sent us. <laughs> when have you talks? sent us TED Talks? What the fuck? Oh, I thought I sent one the other day. About... For sure not. Um... That was not us. Who are your other friends? <laughs> are you cheating on us? Um. Anyways, there's... <laughs> that there's... avoidance. You are avoiding. I... Whatever. There's Still a avoiding. Um... <laughs> y'all need to go watch this TED Talk. Do y'all know who Ethan Hawke is? He's an actor. No. No. He was in, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of something that, uh, Sinister. Um, Taylor? Which on one? On what planet do you think I would have sat down and watched a scary ass movie? He's in, um. And which one is he in? <laughs> he's in the first Sinister. I'm sure you would know his, pa- anyways, dear <laughs> you uncultured. <laughs> He does a TED Talk, and it's called Give Yourself Permission to Be Creative. Mm. So, like, what y'all both just said, like, he said something in that video that was, um, if you get close enough to what you love, who you are is revealed to you, and it expands. Oh, my God. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, so I think, like, y'all, I mean, I guess the main thing is just do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, me and Jacqueline are very profound, um, <laughs> Both of you are. and I think that's why we're not creative because I think we've already like crossed that barrier. You yeah, know? so I'm the least <laughs> profound. <laughs> so actually, you're the uncultured one. No. So let's get well, that straight. Profound does not equate to uncultured. You're right. Or cultured. You're right. All right. Um. I so I also saw a tweet that I wanted to I was gonna send to Haley but I was saving for this. Um, so y'all know how we talked about like resting and giving your like yourself like a time to just chill. Yeah. So I saw this tweet and I wanted to send it to you, and it said if you're resting but you're guilty or shaming yourself the whole time for not being productive, that's not actually rest. If you find that you're chronically tired, this could be why. I don't think I ever feel guilty for not or for resting. Oh, because like I think because (laughs) I work. No, hear me out though. It's because I set time windows where I'm productive and I work, and that's my window to work. And then when it's over and it's done, I just I'm Mm. like, cool, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna lay on my couch and watch some mind numbing TV. That's because you are a structured adult. I was literally going to say, like, <laughs> this all goes back um, to you being sane. Yeah, um, because I am constantly in, like, a state of, I need to be doing something right mm-hmm. now. And then I don't do it. Um, and then I just get anxiety yeah. from not doing something. I mean, I think I something. have moments where I'm bored. And, and I'm bored and I'm thinking I should be doing something. And that kind of stresses me out a little, but I don't necessarily feel guilty about it. 
no I definitely I definitely get the guilt where it's like I've been at work and then I come home and I just want to lay down for a second I immediately just sit there and I'm like I need to do homework I need Mm. to get ready for tomorrow I need to x y and z oh absolutely not my brain literally shuts down after like 5 p.m I wish my brain would ever shut down me too See, my thing is I get overwhelmed with the amount of things that I need to do and I shut down. Mm. I literally like, like if I have a bajillion things on my list, I'm like, I'm just not going to do any of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. Oh God. Now yeah, that makes I, me want to throw up hearing you say that. That, yeah. that stresses feel... me out. I, I can't do that. No. Well, I mean, it stresses me out too, but it's also like one of those things that I get very... It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're all so anxiety-ridden <laughs> that we just, wrong. we understand that like, I don't know. It's just like, we just can't live. We just can't live. Yeah. Um, I, but Okay. <laughs> now see I disagree I think everyone feels the way one of us feels and I think it's a part of living I don't think it, I think there's such a stigma around well, oh yeah. you can't live correctly we've anxiety we've normalized it so much that everyone's like but they t- they're taking it a step too far right I mean but to a certain extent also... I agree with you but I also think it's overdone yeah but, I mean, it's also, like, you can go on the other side of that and say that it technically still is, like, if you're, like, diagnosed, like, it's a disorder. So, you're not necessarily working correctly because it's a disorder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but I think you also have to remember the majority of the population, I don't think, actually has been diagnosed with the disorder. Well, They've yeah. self-diagnosed themselves. And, granted, <laughs> they may actually still have it. But oh wait, no, I think we're on the same. I thought you were saying that like most people have anxiety. Well, I think most people think that they have anxiety. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Mm. Now, and maybe they do, that's what I'm saying. But I also think it's such a normalized thing that everyone's like, oh, well, everyone has anxiety. Yeah. No, I saw um I think I said like, when's the last time you met a person that didn't say that they had depression or anxiety? Right. Because I'm pretty sure it's been years for me. Yeah. I can think of one person off the top of my head that does not have depression or anxiety. No, I think that, um, or so I don't. Me too. Something. And it was basically like breaking down, like the difference between like, like, y'all know I get passionate about, like, psychology and stuff. But, like, breaking down the difference between normal, like, anxiety and, like, anxiety, like, disorder. disorder. Yeah. Basically, it was, like, I liked the way that it said, like, normal anxiety is, like, fear over a thing. Like, a thing. Mm. But then anxiety disorders are, like, like fear over being afraid. <laughs> right but i think people try to diagnose themselves with anxiety disorders well have them yes and i would this is controversial but um, oh no let's hear it bring it on (laughs) but i think there's a fine line between breaking the taboo and destigmatizing mental illness and romanticizing Mm. it Mm. 
Because I believe personally that we have crossed the line of destigmatization into romantization, romanticism, romanticism. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it's all I'm the saying. same. Yeah, and it's just become like Jacqueline was saying. Like it's oof. People are gonna no. I hate me. I people think it's cool to yeah, have. Yeah, I very much like get what you're saying. Like I, I hate to sound like a boomer right now, but I feel like it's like a really generalist like generational yeah uh, type thing where it's just this whole idea of like everybody wants something wrong with them mm-hmm. and it's so easy to say like oh taking this test today is making me anxious right so therefore i have anxiety and then like constantly wanting to like talk about it and like right. use it as like an excuse well, see, or that, that's what's funny to me though is the amount of people that want to use it in, as an excuse, but like, like us or whatever, like, have you ever called your boss and been like, I'm sorry, I can't come into work today because I'm anxious. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, you know, the world doesn't work. That now, way. I did a really fucked up thing and called my boss once and told them that my grandmother died so I could go on a lunch <laughs> date with someone else. But <laughs> no, I've never called in. And said, you weren't even anxious. You were going on a date. Well, I I say lunch date. It was not with a man. It was with a family member. Oh, I just really wanted to see. I was lonely in college, and I'm six (laughs) hours from all my family, and they were gonna. You're in a relationship. Shut up. I wasn't in a relationship at this point. Actually, maybe the four weeks of her life that she was single was really lonely. It was like eight weeks. Thank you. (laughs) That makes me want to jump out of my window right now. It's been seven years. It has been three years since I have, like, had an emotional connection okay, with but anyone. Do you know what the difference between me and y'all is? Is the fact Oof. that I was open to a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was open to having a relationship. Y'all are not. You think you are. Do not, not be rude. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not wrong, but I don't like you. Yeah, but also, don't be rude. <laughs> Don't be fucking rude. It's not being rude if it's the facts. Okay, I'm gonna jump out of my window. <laughs> it was nice knowing y'all. Have fun with the rest of the podcast. Um, thanks for my time. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I'm so sorry. Anxiety? Oh, yeah, I'm anxiety. Out of work disorders. Ah, yes. No, I like. I also think that it goes back and like I don't know if y'all like or like not y'all but like every I, I don't know who's listening <laughs> I'm just the world like, y'all, like everybody listening the two we're people. assuming that um, everyone on this planet's listening right true so like I think it goes back to the fact that they're also coming up with names for everything and I think mm-hmm. that that's somewhat detrimental to the field of psychology because not everything can be explained like like this whole like my mom babysits and her oh oh, i don't know if i should say this yeah that'll be fine um the person (laughs) the person that she babysits for is convinced that her son has like a disorder like like oppositional defiant disorder what the the fuck is that it's basically they like they won't listen to their parents. 
Oh, are they actually taking the time to discipline them? Isn't that just what being a child is? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is like some kids do have this disorder, Mm. like which can be very, very bad. I can imagine. But then some kids are being children. Like, do I? What'd you say? (laughs) Nothing. Keep going. Nope. No, no. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) I said nothing. I think you said you'd off your kid. <laughs> Jeez. I just. How would you do it? Oh, oh, is this what we're getting in? No. Like, can I guess how you would do it? Okay. She would be poisoned. I think that she no, would do. No, poison's too fucking easy. Yeah, I think you would like strap them to a lake <laughs> and like drop them in a lake. <laughs> Okay, so actually, it's funny that you said that because <laughs> I haven't killed anyone just in disclaimer. <laughs> yet. Yet is the important part. But I watched, uh, it was a movie or a TV show. And so the how the person got rid of the body was they cut the body open and they stuffed it with rocks. And then they mm. sewed them back up and they sank them at the bottom of a huge lake. And that's not a bad idea. No, until someone finds it. Well, maybe I mean, if you go open. to if you go to one of those like huge ass lakes and you go right into the center of it where it's you know hundreds of feet deep, and also what happens if you drive? Like I'm not talking these people who are dumbasses and put them in the pond next to their fucking house. Like how stupid can you be? No, mm. my ass is driving six hours across the state lines and dropping them in some. Unknown. I would say go across the country. Yeah, like I'm gonna make sure they are never found. See, yeah. I just like all this research, like we all these murder podcasts the podcast. I listen. <laughs> what? We should not be disclaiming this in the podcast. I mean, whatever. <laughs> like all these podcasts and stuff I listen to about murder, whatever is. Yes, there are people that go that don't get caught, but nine out of ten times you kill someone, you will be caught. Yeah, like it I, is. But so... okay, but how how do you know that? Because we only see the cases on social media and the news That's fair. do you know how many cases go unsolved each year like if you've ever okay so actually i remember specifically in high school we were talking about this and one of the girls we went to high school with her father was in law enforcement and she was talking about our hometown and she said and she mentioned the fact that so many crimes and everything go on that we're so unaware of and some of them don't ever get solved so we're only seeing what they're allowing us to see. Right. But it, that also depends on like what crime it is. Well, I understand that. But because I think, un- unfortunately, there are certainly crimes that are more like people go without getting caught. I just feel like it's next to impossible to kill someone and not get caught. I mean, in today's day, did that make sense in today's day? No. Yeah. Today's I, yes. Yeah. In today's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like, I definitely think it's a hundred percent harder to get away with it. Like, you know, if we were living in, you know, early nineteen hundreds, we oh, yeah. someone. If and, this were the fifteen hundreds, you know. I would be killing people like oh my no way. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Because nobody, there's no like records of people. Well, they also there's... just didn't care. I think. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting how there was a point in time where people just didn't care if people got murdered. 
what was I the think it just point? because everybody was yeah struggling so hard to live themselves right but what was what what was the turning point where people are like maybe life is more valuable than you think and here's what i think it is i think capitalism i think (laughs) that the moment that people started realizing that they could make money off of people all of a sudden people's lives had value Mm. Uh, I mean, do you I, hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. I get that. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that that's the only reason, right. but I do feel like as soon as, because throughout history, the people with power, royalty, like hierarchs, um, people in like higher positions, their lives are valuable, right? Like, they need to stay alive. They need to be kept care of for whatever fucking reason. And everybody else is just kind of, eh whatever so if they were killing each other it didn't matter if they died from a disease it didn't matter but i feel like once they started realizing that like using all of these people to make themselves more rich and more powerful meant that they needed to keep them alive so they started doing everything that they could to like keep keep us around so that we can do all of their work and make them more money and maybe this is also just a narrative about how upset I am with the current like state of our country, but okay. So what are what are our thoughts on a purge happening? Let's just go down this road. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a valid question. How do you feel? What are we like? Are you truly, saying if we had, you know, purge rules like the movie? Yeah. Or like... Like, you have okay. 24 I think hours, the... you literally, no laws, you kill people, whatever. How do you think, genuinely, that would go down? That would be the downfall of society. Mm. But it's for 24 hours, one day a year. Yeah, no, I, I still, I think that in that... <laughs> I think you're just as scared that somebody would kill you. <laughs> no, I'm like... I, I mean, I guess I don't want to die. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think we will ever get to a time where the majority of people think that it is ever okay to take someone's life. No. Um, I think you have a great outlook on humanity because whenever I turn well, on my Facebook page, I genuinely, like, Hear me well, out yeah, here. But I, I still think that, like, like no matter what's going on, the majority of people know and think that it is bad to kill another human being. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. I'm just thinking in terms of <laughs> when I turn Facebook on and I see all of these kids from our hometown, and I think. And obviously not everywhere is like our hometown. I understand that. But especially in the state right now about, you know, people coming into your house uninvited or, you know, all this stuff. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that people would not hesitate to kill the crazy people that are stupid enough to actually try to kill someone. Does that make sense? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was trying so hard to like keep track of what you were Who saying. So, like, okay, so you have crazy people. Like you genuinely okay. have crazy people that okay. they literally don't care. They're gonna go out and murder people, right? I mean we okay. have those now 
nowadays. What I'm so you're is, you're saying someone that's like a sociopath, or... yeah, or just okay. you know people lose their mind, they go killing people, whatever. Okay. Now, or people, or not even people, they don't have to be crazy necessarily, but that they they have the intention to harm someone else. Okay. When it comes down to self-defense, other people will kill without a hesitation, I feel like. If you walk into someone's home, oh, yeah. I would be willing to bet that the majority of people will fight back in some way. You are invading oh, yeah. their home. So my thing is, right, is with the purge, I think it would take those crazy people coming out, but everyone else would participate too because it's a defense mechanism. Hmm. Do you think that there's enough of those crazy people, though, to make a... I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I like. I feel like... Maybe in would, areas. I would enjoy a purge where there were no laws except for murder. Oof, what about... But you could literally torture someone. Right. The I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would be fine with, like, beating someone until, like, Jeez, an goodness. inch of their death. I think that's then, worse than death. Mm, no. <laughs> Have you ever been beaten? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... I think if it was a purge that was, like, do whatever you want, but don't hurt another human. Hmm. Which I think would be impossible <laughs> because, yeah, like the majority of laws are put into place to protect people, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about stealing and how it's like not a such a bad thing. You're still hurting another person, yeah, in some way. So, in conclusion, stealing. the purge is invalid and it could never logistically happen. No. Because people wouldn't be willing to participate. Yeah. yeah. Well, us being the three most educated people in the world. Correct. And also being all knowing. Um, yeah, it's for sure definitely not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I just, I think, I, I definitely understand that the world isn't all peaches and cream, but I do think the majority of people are good. And I think, I, I mean, I, I, I almost know that. I mean, I would because agree it's with that. Like, it's just, the world wouldn't be where we are today. Everybody would be killing each other. <laughs> like, We've evolved. Yeah. Well, I think also, kind of diverging a little bit, I think you bring up you said something that just brings up, like, a really important thought in my mind. So, like, peaches and cream. Is it, like, whipped cream? Or, like, milk? It's like okay, so when I pudding cream. Oh, Like, okay. half and half? Pudding? No, not like <laughs> pudding, but, like, the consistency of pudding. What? No. But what is it made out of? Milk? <laughs> no, see, when I think of peaches and cream, I, I think, think of... of oatmeal. <laughs> Okay, I think of going to South Carolina, down to the South Carolina line, getting those down peaches. South Carolina, <laughs> down South Carolina, you know? going to down to the South Carolina line, <laughs> going up to Gertrude's little stand, yeah. ew, yes, <laughs> buying some peaches, going home, and putting the like cutting them up and putting them in a bowl with a little bit of sugar and milk, mm. because ew. my family does that every summer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about milk and peaches. 
So when I think it's of like pizzas cereal, and... you put milk in cereal. No, because cereal is like is it fruit like trackers? You have cereal that has dried fruit in it. Yes, dried. People fruit. people put fruit in cereal sometimes. I've never seen those people. No, I think. The consistency of the cream, oh god, the consistency of the cream and peaches and the cream creme. or any kind of fruit and creme is <laughs> is like a somewhat thick-ish, like a little bit thicker than whipped cream. I've never like a, experienced this. Have you ever had cream? Me either. No, yes. That's cream. Or like pastry <laughs> cream. Pastry cream is oh, like okay, a... Now like a thick-ish like God, pudding, I don't think like, pastry cream on a peach would be very good it's so sweet though I feel like that would be so overpowering no, yeah I love pastry cream so I think of peaches and cream I think of oatmeal because there oatmeal. was okay well let me <laughs> so <laughs> there was there like growing up um, my mom would buy those like Quaker yep. packs of oatmeal, like five different fruits, and there'd be a bunch of different flavors. Yeah, where it's like strawberries and cream, peaches and cream. And I'm not a huge peach fan, like peach flavored things. But by God, that peaches and cream oatmeal! Oh, I could drink it. Yeah, it good. is so good. Whew. I like the blueberry one. Mm, not a huge fan of blueberry, like flavored things either. I just don't like the texture of oatmeal. It's like all mushy and I have this it tastes like it it tastes like I'm eating throw up. I like have that's this theory. the consistency of oatmeal is throw up. Like okay. when my dog throws up on my floor. <laughs> and when like you oatmeal. eat it, it tastes like oatmeal. Do you <laughs> can I be offensive for a second? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I have this theory that people that won't eat certain <laughs> foods based on textures are, in fact, little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> because literally, if something tastes good, eat it. <laughs> like, get over the fact that it is slimy or, or creamy or... I'm You're telling getting... me... I, no, 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 no. You won't eat mushrooms because you think they feel like No, okay, snails. hear me out. I would, I've would. i never said that, first of all. Well, Secondly, I'm just... <laughs> I would be willing to try mushrooms again. But there are some things like, um, oh, God, what are they called? Oysters or mussels? Whichever ones are like the slimy, mucusy ones. That's oysters. Um, Yeah, I'm not putting that in my fucking mouth. Yes, but why if it tastes good? Because I don't, it tastes like snot. It, it doesn't taste like snot. I... I think you're weak. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I am, but I don't want to feel like I'm swallowing mucus. Like, have you done it? Have you had it? I have swallowed mucus. Also, I imagine no. That's oysters prepared in a specific way. If you get fried oysters mm. or... When we got those oysters, oysters when we were in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. I'm those were delicious. You know what? They wrecked us, but your food they were delicious. Touch. Like Absolutely when you not. eat Thanksgiving meat. No. Oh my oh, god. Dear. Absolutely. Oh my god. You're so like a you little baby. Put, like, do you put gravy on your mashed potatoes? No. That, oh my god. I what put, do you put gravy on? I put gravy on turkey. Okay, well that's okay. Fair. What do you put on mashed potatoes? If I'm putting on mashed, mashed potatoes, I'm gonna put like a whole stick of butter on there. <laughs> Whoa. Butter <Okay>. and salt. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Butter and salt. Yes. Absolutely. I like salt. Maybe fun. maybe a little salt. bit of garlic. If salt oh doesn't god. go on mashed potatoes, you're doing them wrong. Salt is in the mashed potato. Well, you can never have enough thing. salt. You can. Um you definitely can. I eat salt straight out of the canister. Yes. Salt's good. That's disgusting. I no, put salt not. on everything. You're weak, Haley. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if we were in each other's presence right now, I would beat both we'd of your asses. Be, we'd be throwing oh, hands. you would try. Brother, I could beat your ass. You have never even have seen me angry. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the next time that we are together, the first thing I'm gonna punch. I'll oh just stab you in the All neck. Right. So I'm gonna be, be the what are they called? The ring card the- girls. I'm gonna hold up round one signs, oh. and we'll get it on video and post it somewhere. No, <laughs> you guys no. have world you guys star. Have, what, a week I and a half to prepare feel like- because. We're meeting for Labor Day? Right. Yes, I think so. Well, all I'm saying is that for the past, like, month and a half, I've been in the gym. Um, that has nothing to do with the fact that I would stab <laughs> you and poke your eyeballs out. <laughs> all right. Well, you got to go for each other's weaknesses. So No, we would literally <laughs> look at each other. And, like... I'll just tell Chandler that, like, nobody loves <laughs> Out. You said we have to go for each other's week. <laughs> yeah, and I would say one thing and you would run. No, because all you'd have to say is, Haley, look, a man that wants commitment. Ooh, oh, yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to be my committed friend. <laughs> <laughs> We've only had a nine-year relationship, but let's commit to nine more. Nine years. Oof. Has that, oh, I could never. Oh, us. Yeah, he said a, f- a committed friendship. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like do math in my head really fast, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. We've been friends for nine years. All right. Oh my god, we're about to have a decade. I was in the 8th grade, and I would have been, that would have been 2011. Wow, we should, like, throw a little party for our decade friendship. So then, I guess me and you are a year behind him. So what? No. Is it? Is it nine years for us? Yeah, because we became friends when we were in 8th grade. Yeah. Wait. So that would make it... You would be 10, no, you would be 7 years. Wait, no, 8 years. 8 years. Wait, Yeah. Okay. Because I was, you were in eighth grade in 2012. Sure. I know this. Don't say sure. Okay. Say yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Time is the most like. My house burnt down in 2012, <laughs> and I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> I'm glad you have that landmark moment to to let me know whenever I was in eighth grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> What if I just, like, told y'all, like, I set fire to my house? <laughs> I'd believe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It wouldn't, really? it wouldn't change how I feel about yeah, you. Yeah, no. But, you really? know. Arson is one of the, the things. Of it is. It's one of the though. stepping stones to becoming a murderer. Yeah. Bedwetting, but, arson, and what's the other yeah, one? Yeah, and I'm sure you've bedwet, and I'm sure. I <laughs> like actually. Like, you would commit arson, but I don't think you would hurt an animal. No. Yeah. 
No, I have like I pee my pants all the time, but I never <laughs> <went to> bed. <laughs> when you were a kid? No. Like now? Oh. No. Interesting. As far as I know, <laughs> Tonight I you go to sleep and you wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, as far as I know, like I never I was potty trained and good. I don't think I I didn't get my pants at Disney World when I was thirteen, but <laughs> I don't think I've ever peed the bed. I've definitely peed myself before. I have a specific memory. Oh, here we go. I have a specific memory of being a child in my old childhood home and getting in the bathtub and taking a poop in the bathtub. <laughs> Ew. Oh. <laughs> okay. Just a fun fact of the day. I mean, okay, I have a specific memory of playing like I was a child child. I don't remember how old I was. I had to be like four. I mean, that's how old I was. Three or four. I yeah. I remember playing hide and seek with my dad and I was like squatting behind a chair <laughs> and I just pooped. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. Cameron, <laughs> we know you got pooping stories. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can you please tell the DCs? <laughs> Because that makes my gut hurt every time I hear it. I think (laughs) it's so good. Yeah. All right. It's a warm (laughs) July night. Warm. (laughs) Being warm and having to poop does not mix well. Um. So we had just had the most expensive dinner of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like sixty dollars a person or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um. We had oysters, and I can't. I think I had shrimp and grits. Yeah, I think so. Where were we? We were at the Washington Monument, and we were we were at the Lincoln. We were at the Lincoln Memorial. Well, when when it it started, it was the Washington Monument. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Did you like? I had to go for quite a while. So from (laughs) the Washington Monument to Lincoln? Yeah. No, I didn't say anything because I thought I was gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) That's more for me to say. No, I get I get into this thing. I get into this thing where I can't speak. I can't. What would you have done if you just shit yourself in front of us? I was. I don't think you quite grasp the situation of how close I was. (laughs) Like I don't like it was. I was holding my colon. Inside my body with my kegels. <laughs> like, like, so we were at the Washington and I felt some rumbling and I was like, oh, okay. And, but you know, I usually have like, even like, I love y'all, but I usually get a nervous tummy anytime we hang out just because I, I just, I can't function as a human being. <laughs> That's like, I remember pooping at, um, Haley's house, her new house, and the toilet was flush, and I actually almost had a panic attack because I thought I clogged the toilet. <laughs> Anyways, going back to the story, um, the Washington Monument, and we were walking, and it was dark, and it was it was quite late, and I was, we were all tired. We had walked so much that day. Yes. And um, I just felt it, and you know, when it comes, it does not go. <laughs> So we walked to the Lincoln, and I was holding it and whatever, and I was like, okay, I can't do it anymore. Just be mindful, like, let's just remember, from the monument to Lincoln is, like, what, two miles? It's quite a It is fucking ridiculous. It took us, like, 40 minutes to walk. Yes. Um, 
finished. So I got to the point where I was like, I can't do it. I will die. And so we, y'all had wanted to get that scooter and I kept mm-hmm. being like a little jerk and being like I don't mean you mean me <laughs> because I had to poop and I was like I was gonna die I needed to like I was literally just off on the side fucking around trying to get the scooter <laughs> and, and finally I went into a there was a bathroom where I told I think I looked at y'all and I was like bye or something <laughs> and I went into a bathroom and there was well also naked, well before before this no we got it like i had finally gotten a scooter and i was just kind of like fucking around on it and then that's when you told us you were like i'm going to die (laughs) and so i said here have the scooter for just just for reference we were in dc at night and there was a lot of people oh yeah it was also like 11 p.m scooters like there was only one scooter we could find yeah yeah but i didn't i so i went into that bathroom before i got on the scooter no. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, so I went in there, and that's when I was like, oh. give me that scooter. Oh, yes. Mm. I remember. Yes. The bathroom okay. was really the bathroom, gross, right? And there was a um, a homeless man, naked, <laughs> showering with rags. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at that point, told myself that this is the end, and <laughs> I, I will... I didn't have my will and testament signed or anything, so I was kind of upset that nothing that I owned was going to get passed down to anybody. You got but it wouldn't get passed down <laughs> to my us. Illimit- Ill- Mind you, so Chandler took the scooter and ends up at this bathroom. Me and Haley yes. are like half walking, half running these two miles back. I was <laughs> yeah, because we're also worried that you're actually going to just die. It's Do also 11 p.m. at night in a city we've we well we've all been there before, but not like alone technically. Yeah, and I got. We were like, he's gonna get kidnapped. Like, what? <laughs> I got from the Lincoln Memorial to Washington to the Washington Monument in what can probably be said record time. <laughs> it might have been a minute. <laughs> I yeah, you booked it. You were gone. Then. Yeah, but the whole time I was on that scooter, I was thinking if I poop, then I'm gonna like fly <laughs> it behind me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Me and Unless. Haley would have had to experience that. <laughs> well, I would have walked right so past it. Like, point, I don't though. know who did that. But then I got back to the Washington Monument and I was panicking because I couldn't find the bathroom. <laughs> I couldn't remember where it was because y'all had used it before, like smart people. Mm-hmm. Y'all had used it before <laughs> we went to the Lincoln. So I was like speeding around about to like literally lose my shit. And um, I finally found it and... It was the grossest bathroom I've ever been in, but it was yeah. the most relief I've ever felt. In entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever feel better than that night after. Yeah. I, yeah. And on that note, I feel like that's a great place to end this episode. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great point of, of pooping, almost pooping your pants. Yeah. Yeah. So join us next week. Yes, where we find out if between now and next week Chandler has pooped his pants. I probably might get close. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Okay, now what do we do? (laughs) Yeah.